Hello and welcome to the Fully Delighted Podcast. We are from South Mountain Community Church, a multi-site church with five locations in Utah. Each week, we will be hearing from our lead pastor, Paul Roby, and others as we explore what it means to be fully delighted in God and how we help as many people as possible experience this at SMCC. This is the Fully Delighted Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fully Delighted Podcast. My name is Adam and I get to serve as the Campus Support Team Director here at South Mountain Community Church and excited that uh, everybody's here today for another episode. We've got uh, a guest on that probably you have seen or heard before. Uh, We've been kind of doing something different this season, but uh, I've got Pastor Eric Nelson here. Uh, with me today, Eric. Glad to have you here. Yeah, happy to be back. It's been a while since I've been on the podcast, and today we're trying something different. We got Instagram Live going on my own personal Instagram, so <laughs> hopefully uh, we have. That feels like a live audience, maybe. I mean, it's yeah. small. Let's not kid ourselves. It's a small, bit of it. but uh, but I thought that would be fun. And um, yeah, in this season of the podcast, we've had a lot of people from our staff on, and uh, we talked about a topic a few weeks ago. Uh, in the message that I thought would be a great thing to unpack a little bit more fully here on the podcast. So that is what we are doing. But before that, we mm-hmm. thought we'd just kind of give all the listeners to the podcast an update on our church, SMCC. It's been a while since we've talked yeah. about some of the great things going on. So Adam, you want to update some people? Yeah. So we haven't been, uh, the two of us haven't been on an episode in a, in a little bit. It's been a little while. Um, one of the things uh, that usually you guys would hear me talking about is just you know asking people to subscribe and to share because uh, that does help us. The thing that I want to celebrate, though, uh, kind of a result of all that is uh, that uh, we now on this podcast have had over 10,000 downloads of this podcast since it started uh, just just a year ago, a little bit yeah. over a year ago. So, wow, that's uh, that's pretty incredible. Yeah, crazy. I'm, I'm excited about that. We have a team of great thinkers, uh, communicators, um, kind of... Uh, just full of great, great ideas in the marketplace mm-hmm. of ideas in our culture. And um, I'm just proud of our team to contribute such great insight into um, our community. And so for everybody listening, thank you. Thanks for sharing. Um, yeah. I'm excited about 10,000. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it's just, you know, incredible to see what um, what else is going on. So not only do we have um, this opportunity of, of having this reach through this podcast, but just as well, um, just the church in general, SMCC as a whole across our five locations, um, just incredible to see what is happening right now. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a lot of good things happening. Um, I was just looking at um, some correspondence with one of our, our elders, uh, one of the, the elders on our board. Um, you know, our Lehigh campus uh, is just kicking it right now. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, just I just saw that, you know, there's some campuses that we have that are um, uh, trying to pay their own bills, but not quite paying their own bills. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lehigh campus over the past three months has been paying their own bills, yeah. which is really yeah. excellent. Shout out to the team in Lehigh. Um, the team who's helped through some transition there. Very excited about that. Mm-hmm. You know, our St. George campus just celebrated 16 baptisms, yeah. um, which if you're unfamiliar with what baptism is, it's a, it's a symbol of life change. It's mm-hmm. someone going public, uh, with their trust in Jesus and, um, identifying with him, yeah. uh, his death and resurrection. They identify with it when they go into the water and come out of it. And so, mm-hmm. uh, very excited about, about all the things happening. We have a pastor's retreat coming up where we plan uh, a lot of our sermon content for the next year. And, right. um, man, I got, I got some ideas for message series that I'm, I'm really thrilled about. So yeah. great things happening here at SMCC. Um, but Adam, let's yeah. dive into today. What are we talking about? Yeah, so today we wanted to do a little bit more of a deep dive on a message that some people may not have even heard because it was it was sort of like an off week almost, where 
um, on May 30th, it was um, at our at our northern campuses. We had an outdoor service, which was just different, a kind of different format, different people. Um, and so um, there was a message that we that we did that was online. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe not everybody watched online, but it was this idea of honor because we're in the series honor the lord yeah and how it relates to something that um is in our culture a lot too which is uh cancel culture yeah to a degree and and so there's there's a lot of ideas surrounding you know this um so we wanted to dive into it more. yeah cancel culture let's talk about it adam what if you were to explain cancel culture you're a young person you're a millennial <laughs> you're connected on social media um from where you sit what's cancel culture yeah so um well, first off, I think it's good to think through, you know, I don't think that this is a, um, you know, a one-sided idea. I think this yeah. can happen across different parties, different cultures. It's this idea of um, if somebody has an idea or a thought or an opinion um, that doesn't match, um, but maybe, you know, what some might say the majority or maybe the powerful majority or mm-hmm. whoever. The vocal. The, the vocal majority, yeah. That's or vocal a, minority. Or vocal minority, that's yeah. true, Yeah. <laughs> You know, don't agree with, then um, then people try to figure out how do we allow their reach or their audience to be limited or just completely taken off the, the yeah. map. Yeah, that's a good that's a good description of cancel culture. It's it's really emerged in um, in the last few years. At least the title cancel sure, culture. Sure. I think people have been canceling out people, silencing free speech or writing off groups of people for mm-hmm. for thousands of years, actually. Yeah, right, right, um, right, But calling it cancel culture is new. It's this phenomenon of mass canceling of a person as a way of expressing disapproval. That's how we mm-hmm. talked about in the message. It's, it's putting pressure on um, people uh, socially to stop saying certain things or to sure. not say it in a certain way. It's a withdrawal of support mm-hmm. from a celebrity or a public figure because they said it in the wrong way or their view is not accepted yeah. by the collective uh, group of people. And so mm-hmm. what happens is we cancel them. We try to delete them, essentially, because what they say, what they believe, what they've done is 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 controversial in some way, even if it's not been a, something that's illegal, even if Correct. they've committed no crime, yes. it's still we're going to cancel them. And so what that leads to is they get fired. Um, mm-hmm. We burn the tickets to their concerts. We just stop listening to their to their music. Um, they're not going to work in Hollywood anymore. You know those types yeah, of yeah, things yeah. happen with uh, cancel culture, and so they're basically ostracized or canceled. And it's happened to people um, like like a there was this YouTube star for makeup that I recently was watching oh. her story. Uh, athletes, Chris Pratt, Drew Brees, authors, J.K. Rowling for saying things mm-hmm. that basically run afoul to cultural preferences. Now, mm-hmm. cultural preferences are always changing. I mean, I might mm-hmm. say something today that's going to get me canceled. I don't know, but yeah. I can't keep up. Um, and that's, with, the, that's the hard part. Yeah, because there are people who are getting uh, who who can get cults canceled because of something that they did ten years ago that at the time was perfectly acceptable yeah and then it gets like dug up and then now in in, in the 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 enlightened age you know the right. modern times right so like well that was bad yeah and that's, have, that's hard <laughs> I, I, it's a moving target essentially yeah. and the i want to be very careful here i don't want to be the type of person who is down who is down on things without saying this is actually a better approach i want to sure. have a better approach and yep. as i was studying for this message something with cancel culture uh, bugged me. It rubbed me the wrong way. Mm. I couldn't quite put my finger on it. Um, and and as I studied for this message, I discovered that there's there was a lot of reasons for that. Um, sure, and sure. we're going to unpack those in this podcast. Mm-hmm. But what I'm what I'm saying is that there's a better type of culture that we can create and cultivate. Mm-hmm. It's a culture 
where people are honored, um, valued, loved, shown grace, mm-hmm. uh, where free speech uh, remains valuable. And mm-hmm. so there's an exchange of ideas where everybody's pursuing truth together. And uh, if someone says something that offends me, I, only, I need to ask, what do they mean by what they're saying? And I need to ask, why am I offended by what they're saying? So I have oh. questions for both parties. Those are good questions. And that type of culture is actually the kind of culture where people, where people thrive. So hmm. what I like to say is cancel culture and honor culture cannot coexist. Hmm. Honor culture, to honor somebody means to place someone else before you. Mm-hmm. It's to um, kind of think about what might be best for them, their best interest, put them before mm-hmm. yours. It's to show value to somebody. Sure. Um, and... I know we all want to be treated that way. So I'm convinced that there's a reason cancel culture is attractive to a lot of people, Mm -hmm. um, and I want to talk about that in a second. But at the end of the day, uh, if you're the one being canceled, it's the most repulsive thing, I think. You don't want to be treated that way. You don't want to be canceled. And Mm so I think we all want to live in an honor culture because an honor culture allows those things I talked about earlier Mm -hmm. to, to happen. And then that humans flourish. Man, so. it's really interesting to just hear you right off the bat. So you're, you're describing a different culture, different way of um, interacting with people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and right off the bat, you're saying, so there are, there are questions to be asked when maybe something offends me. Questions yeah. to ask myself and questions yep. to ask other people. Absolutely. So not just jumping to a conclusion, but there are questions that need to be asked. Right. So if I see something on Facebook, I hear an actor say something, I hear a musician mm-hmm. say something, I hear a pastor say something sure, right, right, right. that I don't like, that rubs me the wrong way, that causes me to feel things that I don't want to feel, mm-hmm. I should ask myself some tough questions. Sure, sure. Um, questions about my own worldview, and then I should ask them some questions so that I'd, I'm not misunderstanding them, right? Right. Um, and I think it's okay to hear ideas that we don't agree with, understand ideas that we don't agree with, mm. so that we can process them and move closer to true ideas. So sure. someone once said, it is better to hear a bunch of ideas that you don't agree with than um, no wrong ideas and, mm. uh, and, and then not know what your right idea is. So mm. I think it's very important to be comfortable with uh, listening to opinions that are different than yours. We should be comfortable with that because yeah. we have nothing to be afraid of. If our opinion is true, we don't need to be afraid of listening to an opinion that's different than ours. No. And we should be open to being wrong. And I don't think cancel culture is open to being wrong. What I see is not someone saying, hey, tell me more about that worldview. Where did you get that? Um, have you ever considered something mm-hmm. else? What do you mean by that? Mm-hmm. To see what this person is saying, because if Chris Pratt says something or Drew Brees says something or a pastor says something that I don't mm-hmm. agree with, I need to dive deeper into what they're saying rather than just cancel them out. Because sure. I certainly don't want someone to, to cancel me out without understanding what I'm actually saying. Mm-hmm. And this is what I mean by an honor culture where we listen, where we listen well. So um, that's kind of what, where I'm coming from. But cancel culture is appealing for a couple ways, and, and, and I want to talk about those, right? Mm-hmm. I don't want someone who's kind of found themselves in a cancel culture, you know, silencing people, you know, posting on Instagram something, trying to shame people who think differently, mm-hmm. you know, there's that pressure. I think the reason cancel culture is so uh, appealing is that we want to be free from oppression. I think that's important. We want to be free from people saying things that, um, that oppress us or, mm. or hurt us or harm us. I don't want people right. saying things that harm other people. That is, that is not good. I mean, I want to be uh, the type of person who, who lives like Jesus lived, full of grace and truth. Yeah. And so we do not want to harm people and what, what we say. Mm. 
Now, the problem is, how do we prevent that? Mm-hmm. Um, what happens is cancel culture doesn't just stop people from saying insensitive things. In fact, we can never stop people from saying insensitive things. People <laughs> are going to say insensitive things. Canceling them doesn't actually liberate us from the harm that maybe some words have caused us. Mm. I, I think that's important to remember. Right. What cancel culture does is it actually turns us into the person harming somebody else. I said mm. in the message, cancel culture takes someone who feels oppressed and turns them into the actual oppressor. Because mm. when you judge and condemn somebody, uh, even if they're not guilty of a crime, when we judge them without a conversation with them, when we mm-hmm. write them off, we're actually doing the thing to them that we can't stand them doing to us. Mm. And it's so I, I like to say it takes the oppressed and turns them into the oppressor. And that should concern us. For that reason alone, we yeah. should be concerned. Am I contributing to cancel culture and doing the thing to others that I don't want them doing to me? That is a problem. That puts mm. us into the category of hypocrisy, I think. Uh, the, the next concern with cancel culture is if we are looking to be offended, we will always be offended. Hmm. And if you can't listen to ideas that are different than yours, you will wind up alone. You'll live in an echo chamber for a while where there's enough people who say it the way you say it that you'll feel like you're not alone. Mm -hmm. But over time, even even that group of people will have ideas that are different than yours. Mm -hmm. I don't want people to be alone. Cancel culture, I think, isolates people and ultimately leaves us alone. And then the last concern that I have with cancel culture is that if we're not passionate to pursue truth, mm-hmm. when truth requires we ask tough questions, listen to ideas that are different than ours, and are open to being wrong, then we find ourselves living in a happy fiction. Right. And cancel culture, they're like, hey, you said it wrong, so it must be wrong. Or what you said made me feel uncomfortable, so your point must be uncomfortable. It must be an untrue point. Mm. And that's not always the case. Yum. So when someone cancels somebody out because they had a, an opinion that was different than theirs, I would ask both parties, where did you get that opinion? What evidence do you have for that opinion? Is that rooted in history? Is that mm. rooted in, in, in academics? Is that rooted in philosophy? Is it rooted in reason and mm. logic? Mm-hmm. Or is that just your opinion that you came up with yesterday on social media because you saw somebody else post it? Mm. Um, I, I just want us to pursue um, conversations with people before cancellation of people. That's what I want because yeah. that actually helps us thrive. So... Adam, that's sort of my my take on on cancel culture. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, uh, this is something that I think no matter what, you have some idea or understanding of, of of this broader idea, and then it comes down from from kind of a macro to a micro level on day to day with 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 people as well, right? So yeah. you know, we're kind of talking about this concept that's really big, and it's you know, it's it's in media and it's in Hollywood and it's all these things, um, but it's also on, on our on our day to day personal level as well. Sure. And, uh, you know, I heard somebody once say this, and I just thought, I've been trying to implement this in my life, but it doesn't ever hurt to ask questions and seek to understand. Mm -hmm. There is never a downside to asking a question. That's right. There's never a downside to trying to understand somebody or their viewpoint more. Mm-hmm. There's there's no harm in that. Mm-hmm. And and so you can honor people because and if the roles were reversed, would you not want that for yourself? Totally. That's uh, you said something you're like, oh my gosh, they're taking this totally out of context and they they did they, they want to stiff arm a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just and say, hey, you you said that. I don't even want to hear anything more. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are you are now out. Right. Um, that would be sad. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It uh, like I said, it will cause us to wind up alone. Mm-hmm. That, I just think that's that's where this is all headed. Yeah. Constantly offended, 
often alone, perhaps Mm -hmm. believing lies. Mm -hmm. Uh, Relationships get canceled out. Love gets minimized. Cancel culture does more than cancel insensitive comments. I would love for insensitive comments to go away. (laughs) I want to cancel those, okay? I say those far too much. Sure, Um, sure. I want to cancel those. The problem is cancel culture doesn't cancel those in the right way, but it cancels far more. Sure. And um, I don't want those far more things, relationships, truth, Mm -hmm. love, grace, Mm -hmm. conversation, free speech to be canceled because we felt uncomfortable by something that someone said. I would love for us to go deeper than that, honor somebody enough to ask questions of what they said, and then move forward because they could be wrong, I could be wrong. And in all of that, the the win is that we move closer to truth. Yeah. And humans always flourish when it comes to truth. Now, free speech is sort of built into this topic of cancel culture, right? Mm-hmm. And free speech is um it's on people's minds, silencing of free speech. I mean, that's that's a concern. And and so as I was studying this topic, I looked up um a few comments from a, a British philosopher named J.S. Mill. He said some interesting things that I just mm. thought. I just thought I'd share. He, he says, all silencing of discussion, all silencing of a discussion. So that's what we're talking about. Cancel sure, culture sure. does not leave room for discussion. Sure. It's like discussion over. I'm right yeah, and you're done. wrong. Yeah, it's yeah, finished. Yeah, yeah, we've made up our minds. So yeah. uh, all silencing of discussion is an assumption of infallibility. Meaning, mm. if I'm going to cancel you, I already know my point is infallible. I right. am right. I have no room. Um, there's no room for me to be wrong, to hear right. new information, to assess new facts. I'm I'm infallible. It's I cannot shutting be wrong. down the conversation. Yeah. It's done. It's done. And yep. J.S. Mill says this assumption is indefensible. Hmm. It's really arrogant. We cannot defend. We cannot. It's, he says it's indefensible to say, you know what? My view has no flaws. It, mm. We should be open to that. Mm. He says every age has held opinions, which subsequent ages have deemed not only false, but absurd. There, were, there are things we look back to and say, oh, they believe that? What was wrong with them? I mean, that was absurd. Yeah. Every generation has looked at the previous generation and said that. Yeah. So by implication, people will look back at our millennial generation, Adam, yes. and say, what were they thinking? That yep. was absurd. J.S. Mills pointed that out. So instead of being the absurd generation with thoughts and comments and, mm. and, and, and worldviews that other generations look at and say, what were you thinking? I just want to say... I'm open to the fact that this could be absurd now, yeah. so let's have a conversation about it. J.S. Yes. Mill says, he says one other thing, too, that, that, I, that I wanted to read. He says, um, he who knows only his own side of the case knows little of that. What he's saying is that when it comes to cancel culture, if you only know your side of it, that's yeah. not enough to know your side of it well. Yeah. You have to understand what that person is saying on the other side of the argument. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says his reasons may be good, and no one may have been able to refute them. But if he is equally unable to refute the reasons on the opposite side, if he does not so much as know what they are, he has no ground for preferring his his opinion either. So, whatever you believe in the mm. world of cancel culture, I mean, take your hot button issue: politics, mm-hmm. LGBTQ plus. It's it's Pride Month. This is on people's minds. Yeah, yeah. Take any hot button issue and make it your goal to learn the other side of the issue. Yeah. And by doing that, you'll either uh, pursue truth at a greater level because you might be open to seeing the other side of the issue in a new way and think no. maybe there's more validity there, or you'll simply know your side of the issue better having looked at the other side of the issue. Yeah, That's called a win-win. <laughs> yeah. It's a win-win to analyze your beliefs. It's so interesting. And this conversation, I think, is it deserves so much attention because of 
what has transpired over the last year? And this kind of feels like a lazy way of putting it because everybody's kind of saying that about everything. Like this right. last year changed everything. But in this last year, people become more polarized, more um, in their own echo chambers mm-hmm. um, than I mean, I I can't say ever before. I probably don't know history well enough for that. (laughs) But in recent times, that is absolutely certain. I mean, we can talk about, um, you know, uh, this last year was it was politics, it was COVID, it was social issues. Um, I'm probably missing a few, you know, but there were such hot button issues that were so close and dear to people's values and and Mm -hmm. what they hold, um, just really valuable in their lives. Mm -hmm. Um, And yet, what happened is instead of Keeping coming together and being able to say, well, let's talk. I want to understand more. Right. I want to hear. Um, it's been more and more retreating yep. back into the corner of, totally. of, of where they originally stood. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And um, and that's concerning to me. I love people too much to not challenge cancel culture. Mm. I love people too much to not let them know that they'll thrive in an honor culture that values people equally, doesn't value all ideas equally, mm. and actually analyzes ideas discover which ideas lead to human flourishing, what ideas are true ideas. That's, that's what I'm after. And um, I, I want to be so sensitive. I want to double back on this. Um, if someone listening, um, ha- there's two, probably two groups of people listening. People who would say, oh, I'm canceling people left and right. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no room for that, right? Mm-hmm. There's no room. Sure. I'm canceling people left and right. Or on the other side of it, they're saying, I'm canceling people who love cancel culture. Okay, let's not do that either, okay? <laughs> yeah, let's yeah, yeah. not be the people who cancel people who are a part of cancel culture. Mm-hmm. I think there's two people here. And, and and for lack of a better term, let's just call it, there's people on the left, people on the right. Yeah, I mean, and, right. And, right. I, and so there's, there's people who are canceling people and there's people who are canceling the canceling people, okay? Like yeah. that's what's happening. Yeah. And I don't want to be in either of those camps because those both of those camps lack empathy Mm. i think lack love lack understanding so if you're in the camp of what's wrong with the snowflake cancel people (laughs) let me tell you this they have some hurt they have been harmed by the rash statements of other people Mm. and you might need to build empathy with them to understand where they're coming from Mm. and here's where they're coming from they want to be free from what feels like oppression from other people and so they think the best way to free be free is to cancel those other people out Mm. come on if you felt hurt and enslaved, you would want to be free from it too, all right? That's one side of it. Yeah. And, and, and I just want to go out of my way to build empathy um, for the people who um, are feeling like we need to cancel oppressive comments and statements. You know, mm-hmm. that, that's what I want. That's, that's one of my goals. Now, here's the other thing I want to say, and this is really, really important. Um, church and religion, okay? Um, and no surprise, this is a podcast from a church. I want to go on record and say church and religion has been great at contributing to cancel culture from the other direction, Yep. yep. right? It's, um, I'm going to cancel you out because of the way you sin, right? I'm going to mm-hmm. cancel you out because of the beliefs that you have. Right. Jesus never did that. Mm. Uh, and I just want to make that very, very clear. If you were to read the way Jesus treated people, he never canceled a person. Sure. Yes, he was full of truth, and mm-hmm. he was full of grace, and he mm-hmm. dealt directly with issues head-on mm-hmm. through conversations. Yeah. He canceled the power of sin. We read that in the New Testament. He did not cancel the person. Yeah. And I just think because of that, if you consider yourself a Jesus follower, cancel culture is something you should pay careful attention to because it does something God would never do. 
that is cancel somebody. So in the message, I said, cancel culture is cancer. I said, cancel culture is an abomination to the gospel, meaning it is so out of step with how Jesus lived. If you mm. are a Jesus follower, you don't have permission to write somebody off, okay? Yeah. And I just think it's really, really important that we say that. And unfortunately, churches have done the exact opposite thing that yeah. Jesus did, which is, oh, if you sleep with that person, you're not welcome here. If you look like that, you're not welcome here. Mm -hmm. If you smoke that on the weekends, you're not welcome here. Right, if right, you right. vote that way, you're not welcome here. Yeah. That is not us at SMCC. You can yeah. belong before you believe. We honor the process that God changes people from the inside out. We will not cancel a person. Here's yeah. what we will do. We want to cancel lies. Now, if someone believes a lie and we challenge that lie, it might feel like we're canceling a person. We're not. What we're trying to get at is a cancellation of false ideas and lies that actually hurt people in the mm. long run. Mm. So it is very important that we can separate two things, principles from people, yeah. ideas from identity, okay? Yeah, right. We need to be able to separate that. We do not have to value all ideas equally. Mm -hmm. We do need to value all people equally. Yeah. And having that distinction is so important in this world that we live in. Yeah, you know, Eric, we were both listening to uh, a podcast from a, a pastor just the other day. Yeah. And I loved, um, he was talking about a whole bunch of different things, but one of the things that uh, he said that um, the church can do often, um, and there's obviously a lot of our audience on this podcast is um, church people, not everybody, but mm -hmm. a lot of them. And uh, he's always says, you know, people come to me and say, you know, sometimes, you know, the, the truth can be offensive. Mm -hmm. And he's like, yeah, it can be. Yeah. You don't have to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? Like, there's a distinction there, even yep. as we're having these conversations. Like, come on. Like, you don't have to be, an, you don't have to be an offensive, abrasive person. Sometimes, right. Yeah, sometimes the truth is. Sometimes it goes directly against, um, against culture. But that does not mean that you have the right to be this it just as a person yourself, mm -hmm. as you're dealing with these conversations, to be offensive yourself. Totally, yeah. I, man. I, I'm with you. I'm with you in that. And uh, yeah, I I want to love people well. Right. And uh, cancel culture. Uh, I don't think gives the time or space to love people well. Mm -hmm. And sometimes church culture doesn't give the time and space to love people yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. I'm sad that church culture and cancel culture often have some similarities, yeah. and I want to own that. Yeah. Um, I can't speak for all churches and all pastors and all religion, but sure, sure. Man, I'm so sorry when church cancels people out because of their behavior, their belief, their their you know sexual mm -hmm. preference, their mm -hmm. political preference, whatever mm -hmm. whatever it may be. And I'm so proud of SMCC that's allowed for the people that have created a culture, cultivated a culture of honor, created a culture where you can belong before you believe, mm -hmm. created a culture that separates valuing people from valuing all ideas equally. Right? Sure. I I appreciate that so much. Um, mm -hmm about uh about our church so 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 let's let's throw out some statements that i think are getting canceled mm -hmm. you're a sinner in need of a savior okay you're a sinner that is a statement that uh i think a lot of people want to cancel out would you agree mm -hmm. adam yeah 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 i mean because there's this hard people have a hard time reconciling right that idea right so if someone were to hear me say that they might say no nope, eric's canceled because i disagree hold on hold on hold on hold on hmm. i hope somebody would would just give me the the time to have a conversation about that too, because mm -hmm. I would that would I would feel honored if that happened. I'd appreciate that, um, and so we just have to say, okay, um, you disagree with that statement. What is it that you believe is wrong with the human condition? Sure. And they might say a lack of education. They might say mm -hmm. uh, the system. They might say yeah. oppression from the man. Okay, yep, yep. then let's talk about all those ideas to discover what best explains the brokenness inside of people. There you go. 
And yeah. we might come to discover the thing that best explains the brokenness inside of people is that people will design to know, a God, know God, and there's been a massive separation from Him, mm-hmm. and now we're insecure and full of guilt and shame and mm-hmm. trying to get from people what we were designed to receive from God, okay? Let's, that, that might be, if, if that most aligns with what's true, then we should hold that value. I mean, because that best explains our brokenness. Absolutely. And yeah. so what I'm trying to get at is, okay, there are statements that are going to offend us initially, and some statements more than others, depending on our current worldview. Mm-hmm. And we should ask, why am I so offended? And we should be open to being wrong in our own perspective. I want to be open to being wrong. Yeah. And then we should have a conversation that moves us closer to truth. And then all of that relationship is maintained. The pursuit of truth is maintained. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we can actually thrive in that type of culture. Cancel culture cuts off the flow of all those mm. things before they could ever happen. And I'm just yeah. very concerned that over time, cancel culture will minimize free speech, the pursuit of truth, and in all of that actually hurt hurt people. And yeah. that's why I am growing more and more concerned, but more and more passionate about talking about this issue. Yeah, absolutely. There's so many things that we could put into that conversation um, that uh, people might want to say, hey, this is you know, like you started out with, this is, you know, gonna, this is gonna hurt people or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and absolutely, you know, in this, in that type of a, a situation, I mean, we're just trying to, we're trying to pursue truth. Right. Um, so, so let me give you a situation, Adam, mm-hmm. and all the listeners. Um, there's a local coffee shop in town, hypothetical. Mm-hmm. This actually happens a lot. And, uh, <laughs> they stand for something that you don't stand for, mm-hmm. right? They, they put a flag out front. They mm-hmm. uh, g- give something to their employees. Right, right. Um, this is a company that's doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't buy their coffee, are you contributing to cancel culture? Mm. This is an interesting it's a very predicament. Interesting question. And in fact, th- th- someone pulled me aside literally like 10 minutes before I went to record the message mm-hmm. on cancel culture and asked me this question. I didn't have an answer. Mm. I didn't have an answer. So, so if you're going to not shop at a, at a local establishment because of their position, mm-hmm. is, that, is that contributing to cancel culture? Are you mm-hmm. canceling out somebody and doing the thing that you don't want to do? This mm-hmm. is a tough, that tough is. situation. I, yeah. I have a way forward. Adam, yeah. do you have a way forward? Do I mean, you know? I, would, I would love to hear your <laughs> way forward because that is, that's a, that is a great question. Yeah, th- this, happens, this happens all the time. Here, here's my way forward. Supporting... Uh, a business or, or, or shopping at, at a business um, mm-hmm. that supports a certain principle is mm-hmm. not the same as equally valuing all people. This is my approach. Mm-hmm. So when the local coffee shop says, we believe in this principle, and mm-hmm. you say, I don't want to support that principle, mm-hmm. I don't think we're required to support all principles or ideas equally. That's my take on this. Sure. So by not shopping at a coffee place because of their stance, we're mm-hmm. actually not devaluing a person. What we're what we're devaluing is a principle. Mm-hmm. And it is fine to devalue ideas if those ideas are not true. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Sure, sure. I don't want to value lies as much as I value truth. Who would ever do that? Mm-hmm. That does not make sense. Yeah. So there's a difference there when it comes to a corporation or a business mm-hmm. because that's a collective um, group of of, uh, I guess you say principles Mm -hmm. versus the person next to me who believes those principles. I want to value the person, uh, not the, not the principle. And so I do Mm -hmm. think it's okay to not shop somewhere, um, because we don't want to contribute to the perpetuation of a principle, Mm. 
But that is very different than cutting off a relationship with a person who believes or trusts the principle. We mm-hmm. cannot cut off, cut out people from our lives. In my opinion, we cannot cut mm-hmm. people out of our lives because of what they believe. Jesus did not do that. Mm-hmm. Can we cut out principles from our lives if those principles are not aligned with truth? Yes, we should do that. We mm-hmm. should rigorously cut out lies from our lives so that we can move forward aligned with truth because that's how we thrive. So that's my approach hmm. to the what do I do if a coffee shop, you know, is supporting principles that I don't believe in? Can I not shop there? Yeah, that's fine. You can. Totally, yeah. totally. Yeah. What if my friend supports those same principles? Can I cut them out of my life? Please don't. Yeah, that's a big difference. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. my that's my approach. So when you come across a situation, uh, a worldview, an idea that you're not sure you agree with, you should think, okay, is my next step going to cut out a person from my life, or is my next step going to distance me from a principle? Mm. And if it's a person, I wouldn't take that step. I would go a different approach. If mm-hmm. it's a principle, then I'm giving people, I think people can have permission. I don't have control of people, but yeah. kind of like permission granted, I think, to mm-hmm. um, to not have to engage with that principle in the same way. Sure. And I think the question that then people would have, um, you know, because again, this is a, a touchy uh, a touchy topic. Um what if that person just says, "Man, that uh, that local coffee shop has the has the best coffee, Eric." And I'm just asking for your personal opinion. What if mm-hmm. like this is the best coffee around? And and maybe whatever issue it is, they stand for a principle I don't believe. In. I mean, mm-hmm. then is then is that wrong to go to? That I, don't, I don't think so. No, yeah. no. If they if they have the best product around and it's not something that uh, that your conscience is going, wow, by buying their coffee, I'm perpetuating the principle. Then buy their coffee. It's great mm-hmm. coffee. I want to support. I want to support excellence. I want yeah. to I want to support support innovation. I think mm-hmm. all that's fantastic. And if they found a way to have an excellent product, mm-hmm. um, I think we can we can buy the product and and not feel guilty that we're supporting the principle. Yeah, I think that's I think that's fine. Yeah. Um, but I also think it's fine to not have to go there. Um, yeah. Because you yeah. don't want to support the principle. But of course, if someone disagrees with what I'm saying right now. Let's talk more. Like, yeah, it's yeah. not like Eric Let's said that. I disagree. I disagree. We should never go back to that store. Yeah. Okay, please don't cancel me, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, I won't yeah. cancel you. Yeah. Let's have a conversation to evaluate my position, because I want to mm-hmm. be open to being wrong. And would you consider being open to being wrong? And let's talk further, because yeah. I value the person more than I value the principle. Mm-hmm. And actually, built inside of that is uh, a worldview that I hope reflects Jesus's approach to life. And isn't it great that the gospel provides room, the gospel provides an opportunity, the gospel provides freedom um, to not only have these conversations, but then also in the situation that we're referencing, mm-hmm. there's freedom in that. Absolutely. You know, the gospel does not, you know, give, you know, hey, when somebody says this, cancel, cut, right. cut them out. Yeah. When the business stands for this, you have to, you have to, you have yeah. to stop. You right. Have, you know, there's freedom that mm-hmm. we have. There's not this this strict um, line in the sand necessarily on, on this particular Absolutely. Piece. And uh, I think it's important, um, I want to talk about Jesus a little bit more, to understand that Jesus honored us above himself. He valued us above himself. He went to the cross because of what giving his life would do for the world, okay? Mm-hmm. So he valued us above himself. So if... W- so I think that is the motivation to value others above ourselves. It's like, mm. why would I place someone else's opinion? Why would I listen to them? Why would I honor them in that way? Because right, right. Jesus has done that for you. Mm-hmm. And I think if you're a Jesus follower, this honor stuff 
It's not optional. We, we read mm-hmm. about it in the New Testament. Honor one another above yourselves, Romans 12, 10. So if you're not a Jesus follower, I, I think you should consider embracing the Jesus ethics seriously <laughs> um, because I think it's the best way to live. If you are a Jesus follower, um, honoring is not optional. Yeah, yeah, yeah this is a big deal. And um, I, I want to say this as we kind of maybe come to the end of this conversation. Um, I imagine people think, could be thinking right now, Eric sounds so traditional. Like, what an old school dude. Like, he wears right. skinny jeans and has tattoos, but he's old school, man. He's traditional. He must be, he's so conservative. Sure, right, right, right. To, to which I would say, if it sounds like that, let's talk about what's wrong with sounding like that. Mm. Like, we can't just cancel out an idea because it's old. Sure. In fact, we should be skeptical of ideas that are new as equally as we should be skeptical of the ideas that are old. Absolutely. And, yeah. f- and, and if old means there's history to it, there's philosophy behind it, there's yeah. evidence behind it, this yeah. transcends certain culture, whoa, maybe, in fact, old has more validity than yeah. new, okay? Yeah, yeah. So I just think it's important to realize I didn't choose this because I want to be traditional. Mm-hmm. I chose this because I think this is how humans, humans thrive. Mm-hmm. In fact, there was a day that honoring widows, which we see in the New Testament, honoring the poor, which we see in the New Testament, mm-hmm. honoring those at the bottom of the social structures of life was brand new, okay? Right, right. That was once revolutionary. Yep. What Jesus kind of brought to a Greco-Roman world turned the world on its head. Honor widows. Are you kidding me? Everybody else wanted to take advantage of widows. Honor the poor. Mm -hmm. Are you kidding me? They're going to go to work in my field, and now I'm supposed to honor them? If you want to see a picture of honor, read the New Testament letter of Philemon. It'll literally Mm -hmm. take you four minutes, and you will see the wealthy and the poor honoring one another. Wow. It was revolutionary. And I just think... We've gotten so far away from that mm. that uh, by talking about honor, it's like, that sounds so old school and traditional. And I just, I just want to say, I don't care if it sounds traditional or, or old school. Yeah. I want to pursue what the most loving thing to do is. And I think that does include honor. Man, and, uh, and if you think, yeah, here's Eric. He's, he's just stuck in the old school. He's just, you know, uh, he's just influenced by this, this old institution. Yeah. I mean, so let's... Let's have that conversation. Let's do it. Yeah, let's let's ask the questions. Okay. Why does it, why does that you know then you know make me? Uh, why does that rub me the wrong way? As you said, mm-hmm. you know, I want to I want to ask those questions of me. I want to ask those questions of you. You know, yeah. That's where I would want listeners to to walk away from. So just don't assume. Well, I think that idea sounds like this. So now Eric's yeah. lost my trust. You know, I want, now yeah. once that's... again, I want to be able to understand the other side. So if someone's mm-hmm. saying to me, Eric, that sounds so traditional. I understand this. If you've been hurt by institutions, and institutions like churches have got this wrong. Governments have got this wrong. The man has got this wrong. Mm -hmm. They've used their power for their own gain. And so, of course, we want to shake free from anything that feels like that. And I think that is why in modern-day culture, we're skeptical of institution, we're skeptical of corporation, we're skeptical of people in power. Mm -hmm. I mean, people might be listening to me right now and go, oh, yeah, Eric, you're a white male with privilege. Of course it's easy for you to say that. I understand that because there are people like me who have gotten this wrong Mm -hmm. and used all of that to get at people. Mm -hmm. But I really hope that um, people would honor me enough to listen, because I want to honor them enough to listen. So I understand mm. this, um, 
I understand why people would say traditional society has hurt people. We need to shake free from it. I mm. get it. Mm-hmm. It it has hurt people. But once again, I'm not valuing traditional society. I'm valuing honor. And traditional society had a lot of honor. And that's one good thing about it. Mm. And so to anybody listening to this who says, you know what, Eric sounds traditional, Eric sounds conservative, my question for you would be, um, please explain to me why I would choose a position that sounds like that. Can you, <laughs> can you communicate back to me why mm. I value honor in the way that I do? Mm. If so, man, I w- that, would, that would be something I would appreciate. And I want to be able to communicate to somebody else why they would be so skeptical of something that smells traditional. Mm. I understand that yeah. too. Yeah. And the hope is that we can come together uh, through free, free speech, mm. honoring of uh, a person, but really evaluating ideas. Mm. And move forward together in relationships. So, so that's what I want, is yeah. that we would not cancel people out. We would understand why we feel this desire to cancel, but we would actually resist that desire for the sake of something better. And I think that would make us each better as individuals. I think it would make our culture better. And at the end of the day, um, relationships would thrive. We would pursue truth. Um, communities would thrive. Uh, we would value people better and we wouldn't cancel people out. Mm. They wouldn't, we, you know, when I hear an idea, it's like, oh, I'm never watching their YouTube channel again. They should be fired from their job. They should be cut from the team. They should never put out another record. Mm. Like, let's move past that. Now, I do want to say this. There are people that, in my mind, do cross the line, mm. right? Like, there can be artists and actors and pastors who step over the line with what they say. It's not just a differing opinion anymore. It is something that hurts and harms, and that is a different conversation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Then we establish a boundary, mm-hmm. right? Then we establish a boundary. And so all this is complex. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. this podcast is not on boundaries. It's on cancel culture, and um, it is okay to set up a boundary with a public figure, a celebrity, perhaps a politician, a friend, a spouse, someone we're dating. Um, it's okay to put up boundaries where appropriate. And boundaries change depending on the situation, the relationship, mm-hmm. the context, the statements made, all of that. That's different than cancel culture, though. Mm. I hope that cl- that provides some clarity there. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, in a, in a podcast of this format, we couldn't go in, we can't dive into uh, all the complexities, all the nuances of this subject. Mm-hmm. Um, but hopefully, as, we, you know, as we've done in season four, just kind of gone through topic and topic and topic. Um, from different staff. So hopefully that uh, this is just another little piece that people can take and continue to think about yep. and, uh, and, uh, and, and, and enjoy just he- hearing something um, yeah. as helpful as this. So. To, to listen to the fuller message, someone could just jump onto our YouTube channel, listen mm-hmm. to that message. It's called Honor Cancels Cancel Culture. Yep. And, um, and I think if we bring honor back into our culture, um, it's actually different than traditional society. Traditional society was honor shame. Mm. And, and uh, we should have walked away from shame. I don't want to go back to traditional culture, by the way, traditional society. I don't want to use shame as a manipulator. By the way, I think cancel culture does use shame. Hey, all yeah. of us think this about you, so so get better. All mm. of this think this about you, Let's. Mm-hmm. so you need to change. Yeah, That's kind of a shaming approach. Mm-hmm. So I'm not talking about going back to traditional society. That'd be honor and shame. I'm just talking about adding honor into our society. And once we experience the gift, uh, the sort of the... Uh, the fresh water <laughs> streams of life that honor is, I think cancel culture will slowly drift away. So, mm-hmm. so if you're listening to this and you're thinking, man, I've posted some things that have canceled some people out, you know, I've celebrated people getting canceled. 
my my approach is 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 different than than this. I'm not saying stop being a canceled person. I'm mad at you. Stop being a canceled person. My invitation is to consider being an honor person, someone that values somebody else, that that puts someone else before you, that values them not because of what they say or how they behave, but values them because they have inherent worth. That comes from mm. my biblical worldview. Um, start bringing honor into your world, and you might discover cancel culture slowly drifts away. Relationships get better. Your love of truth gets better. Um, you're offended less, which would mean joy sets in. Mm. Um, and I think if we can build honor back into our culture, uh, cancel culture will be a thing of the past. Mm. And that's and that's my hope. And by the way, when honor culture grows, the insensitive comments go away. Um, the uh, <laughs> uh, rather than than making statements about people that maybe hurt, we listen better. Mm. So so when you bring honor in, insensitive comments go away. Empathy goes up. Relationships get closer. Love grows. Grace is valuable. We all want that. Mm. So let's not cancel people as the quick approach. In my mind, it's like the quick way out. Like, if I just cancel them, I'll be free from this. Right. Well, it might feel that way for a time, but then there'll just be another issue that you mm-hmm. have to cancel, and then there'll be another thing that offends you, and you'll have to cancel, and you'll have to be, and eventually you'll wind up an old, angry person. Yeah, <laughs> that's, my, right. that's my take. An old, angry, alone person. Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So what's a better approach? So, telling someone to stop canceling isn't actually the approach. Telling somebody to begin to honor others, I think, is the right approach. Yeah. So that's my hope for um, anybody listening. If you're on Instagram Live, that's my hope. Um, it's my hope for our church. And uh, you know what? As a church, we've done a, a really dang good job of embracing Jesus because he's honored us, valued us, given his life for us, and then therefore we can honor others. And um, that's it, man. That's my take on cancel culture. Absolutely. We'll love it, Eric. I'm so glad that you could come on today yeah. and be able to share this with others. Awesome, man. Happy to happy to do it. I know that this season is getting close to the end. Mm-hmm. We'll have another season, and uh, I think Paul and I will be back for the majority and bulk of that season. So looking yeah. forward to it. Absolutely. Well, listeners, thank you again for being here today. Like I said, we, we celebrate over 10,000 downloads, and that's because of you guys sharing and subscribing um, and leaving reviews as well. So thank you for that. And I just really appreciate it. We'll be back with a few more episodes for this season. So stay tuned and we'll see you again soon. Thanks again for joining us for the Fully Delighted podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please subscribe, give us a rating or share with a friend. For more information about SMCC, please visit our website at smccutah.org. Thanks again for trusting us with your time, and we hope to have you back again soon.